The forecast doesn't look good for Canadian tourism this summer. With air carriers reducing seats and governments extending states of emergency, just 45% of Canadians are planning to travel. And travel is a two-way street. Not only are fewer Canadians going abroad, but international visitors are a tiny fraction of what they were last year. What's in store for the future of our tourism industry? How have our reasons for travel changed? And does this mean we'll see the return of the great Canadian road trip? I'm Kira Johnston, and this is the Leadership Perspective series from the Conference Board of Canada. Each episode, we sit down with an expert or experts to hear their perspectives on an issue that's affecting the lives of Canadians. With me today are researcher Jennifer Hendry and economist Robin Gibbard from our economic forecasting team at the Conference Board. And we're going to talk about Canadians' travel plans in the wake of COVID-19. Welcome, Jennifer and Robin. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Nice to be here. Thanks for having us, Kira. It's great to be here. Jennifer, let's talk about how steep the drop is in the number of Canadians making travel plans. First, we have to keep in mind that the tourism sector globally is one of the largest economic generators for many destinations. In fact, it's the largest contributor to GDP in many countries. In any given year, millions of Canadians travel inter and interprovincially within our own borders, as well as to other destinations. And we welcome millions of visitors around the globe to our country. This activity supports businesses large and small. It contributes millions of dollars to government tax revenues and offers employment for almost 2 million Canadians. All in all, it's a huge sector and it's a really important one. At the start of 2020, the outlook for travel was pretty positive for both inbound and outbound activity. Both January and February saw growth compared to last year, and even the U.S. saw an increase in Canadian visitation after struggling over the past few years. Then things started to change. By the end of February, destinations saw their air arrivals begin to wane as COVID began to spread. Then the pandemic was announced, social distancing measures were put into place, and travel restrictions were enacted. Needless to say, the tourism sector was plunged into a situation that is unprecedented and having a more significant impact than anyone could have imagined. Historically, over the past couple of decades, there have been some other major shocks to tourism, including 9-11, there was SARS in 2003, then the global recession in 2008-9. Those events resulted in reduced activity, and then the steep plunge of the dollar in 2014 changed the trend of outbound tourism. All in all, the impact that COVID is having is is pretty significant. There was a 95% drop in trans-border activity in April and May, and the border now being closed until at least July suggests that we'll see much of the same through June, July, and potentially August. Along with this massive drop in land travel, there's also been a huge reduction in air capacity. In just April and May, Canadian carriers reduced seats by 12 million compared to last year. That's 12 million potential people that didn't travel somewhere. They stayed home instead. All in all, the decline is more steep than anything we've seen in the past. Far fewer Canadians are making overnight trips and far fewer international travelers are coming to Canada. Robin, what does this mean for our tourism industry? 
there's no doubt that the tourism industry is going to be one of the industries that's hardest hit by COVID. We do a survey at the conference board twice a year where we talk to Canadians about their plans for the upcoming travel season. We surveyed Canadians recently about their summer travel plans to give you a baseline for comparison. Last spring, when we talked to Canadians, about 80% of them said that they were planning to take a summer trip. This year, it's down from that 80% to about 46%, just a massive decline in the number of Canadians that are planning to take trips this summer. If we are looking for a silver lining, one thing that we did see in the responses was, although there are fewer Canadians who are planning to take a trip, among those who are still planning to take a trip, there's a bigger share that are planning to travel within Canada. In a normal year, about half of travelers are planning their longest trip within Canada. But this year, we're seeing that number shoot up to about two-thirds of travelers. That offers some potential respite to Canadian tourism operators and the tourism industry if Canadians are more likely to travel within Canada. For those Canadians who are still planning a trip this year, how have their motivations changed? They're actually being motivated a little bit by the where and the why and the how. They're motivated by staying within Canada, and many are optimistic that they will be able to travel by the end of the season. Normally, we see more trips being planned at the start of the summer. This year, the most of them are being planned for August to October. And unlike previous years, the key element that is dictating whether or not people are planning a trip is to see their friends and relatives. Most of the time we see the primary reason for travel being vacation or pure pleasure. But this year, Canadians are missing their friends and family and are planning their trips specifically for that purpose. They're also planning to travel by car more so than by other modes, potentially to control their own environment. But it really depends on what is available to travelers as to which destination they'll pick. If businesses and attractions aren't open to them, the last thing they're going to want to do is go and sit in someone else's home when they've been cooped up in their own for so long. Price is also motivating some of the trips. We have to remember that a lot of travelers have travel credits from potential plans that were not actually booked or they didn't actually take their trip. So those credits will be used in the future when people can travel again. There is pent-up demand, and regardless of the timing of when activity resumes, it will recur, but it will take a significant amount of time for the sector to regain its footing. I'm curious if vacation and travel are the same thing. Since more people are working remotely, and in some cases permanently, do you think more people will take their work on the road with them than in previous years? It does seem like there's this quick and big shift going on where a lot of organizations are embracing telework in a way that they didn't before. And that does open up new opportunities. I think in a lot of parts of the country right now, there's still restrictions on going to remote communities just to protect those communities. But I think once the worst part of this pandemic is over, if those telework arrangements persist afterwards, you could see a lot more people choosing to work from the cottage or even choosing to move from the big city to a smaller town for a different pace of life and bring their work with them there. When people think about the word vacation, the first thing that comes to mind might be getting on an airplane and going to the Caribbean or something like that. But the truth is that most vacation actually happens in the local community or in day trips. I live in Ottawa, and if I were to take a day trip to Montreal, that would be a vacation activity. But even if I stayed here in town and I went to a restaurant 
or I went to a sporting event or a concert, that's all tourism activity. And that's where the bulk of tourism activity does happen is local tourism. If we do see people spreading out, working from more places than they used to, then potentially that has the possibility of boosting tourism activity in some of these communities. I'm curious if you guys have other projects on the go or coming up in the future. We do a variety of economic forecasts. And one thing that we're working on right now is our big quarterly forecast of the Canadian economy. And as part of doing that, we have to make some clear assumptions about how we think COVID is going to play out. Based on everything that we're looking at right now, we do think that people have been talking about the new normal a lot. We do think that social distancing measures are going to remain in place through to the summer of next year. So basically until we are able to get a vaccine and have that widespread. That obviously is going to have a massive impact on the tourism industry. For a lot of tourism operators in a lot of parts of Canada, it's really the summer travel season that's the high season. And that's where a lot of them make their money and cover their costs for the year. And potentially with these social distancing measures staying in place for another year, people are looking at missing out on a big chunk of that summer travel activity. And that's going to have some really big knock-on effects for the tourism industry. And Robin mentioned seasonality. And of course, we spoke about the summer travel season. But we'll also look at other regions and the return of their Canadian market during the winter season. For example, the Caribbean, as a destination, sees the majority of their Canadian visitors in the winter months. We'll be looking at assessing what the return of the Canadian market for other regions looks like going forward. For everyone listening, if you'd like to explore Robin and Jennifer's work, you can check out the report, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Travel Intentions During a Pandemic by following the links in the episode description. You can also find all of our up-to-the-minute COVID-19 coverage at conferenceboard.ca. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thanks. You've been listening to the Leadership Perspective Series by the Conference Board of Canada, hosted by Kira Johnston and written by Sarah Mells. This series is produced by Jen Duhamel, Nancy Nguyen is our audio engineer, and our executive producer is Michael Bassett. Ideas were also contributed by Rob Collins and Aaron Brophy. For more podcasts, videos, commentary, and ideas, visit conferenceboard.ca.